Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. Good day, everybody. I hope everyone's doing well today. This is going to be our last podcast on our series, Fresh Beginnings and New Disciplines. We'll start something new after this, but we finished our series this past Sunday on a series we called All In. And this past Sunday, we looked at a passage from Romans chapter 13, verses 11 to 14. It's one of my favorite passages in all the world. I'm going to quote it for you right now. I'm actually driving Um, And this will prove to you that I've memorized this passage just because it's so powerful and it means so much to me. And then I just want to talk to you today. I just want to give you a plea today. It's going to be more of that than a study. But let me quote the passage for you first, and let me just talk to you about it after that. Paul says in Romans 13, verses 11, Besides this, you know the time, that the hour has come for you to wake up from your sleep. For our salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone. The day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the daytime. Not in orgies and drunkenness. Not in sexual immorality and sensuality. Not in quarreling and jealousy. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. That's the passage we spoke on this past Sunday, and it was it was really about being prepared for the second coming of Jesus Christ. And Paul, he tells us all, it's time to wake up. And he's talking to an entire audience, and some of those people who were reading that passage would have already been awakened and walking with Jesus. But he's, he's sure, and he's assuming that there's someone there who needs to hear the plea that it's time to wake up. It's time to put away the sinful things of darkness. It's time to to wake up. It's time to be sober. It's time to be alert. It's time to be ready because the Lord Jesus Christ is at hand. And he says our salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. And I said this on Sunday, we are closer to the end than we've ever been before. We We couldn't be closer than we are right now to Jesus Christ coming back. And maybe that's an obvious statement, but it's a profound statement. And so our last series of podcasts called Fresh Beginnings, New Disciplines, I want to think about the discipline of just being ready, being watchful, being mindful of the other side. I really think that Paul thought, which means God thought, because Paul's thoughts were God's thoughts, that if we set our mind on the things above, which is exactly what it says in Colossians 3, 1 to 4, if we set our minds on things above and not on things of the earth, then we'll be more likely to be prepared for Jesus to come back. And that's really what I want to talk to you about today. And I told you this is going to be more of a plea than a study. But I brought up my testimony this past Sunday as an illustration for what this passage is capable of. What this thought and mindset is capable of. When I was in my young adult age, I guess I was getting close to an actual adult, probably already an actual adult. I was 25, 26 years old. I was... I was after college. I had moved out twice, actually three times, because I moved once into the dorms. I moved back into my parents' house after that. I moved out two different times after that to move in with different roommates. And I moved back into my parents, and I dated. I took odd jobs, and relationships never worked out, and jobs never worked out. And and that would have been one thing. That would have been annoying enough, but 
there was a bigger undertone that was happening in my life. And that was that I was drifting spiritually. And maybe even drifting is, is too kind of a word because I really was quite robot, robotic in my mid-20s. I knew the Christian way. I knew at least the outward religious way that I had learned my entire life. I knew what to wear. I knew when to go to church. I knew the right things to say. I knew the right things to not say. I knew the right things to not do. And if you would have looked at my life just with a cursory glance, you you, you wouldn't have seen anything abnormal at all. In fact, you might think I was an on-track Christian because you would have seen positive things. You would have seen regular church attendance. You would have seen knowledge about the Bible. You would have even heard me talk about the Bible in certain aspects. But if you pulled out the microscope and only God could do this really and look at my life, you would have seen something much different, a much different tale. A tale of lukewarmness, a tale of apathy, a tale of selfishness, a tale of sin. And that kind of started, I don't even know when, somewhere in my teens. And it just really got much, much worse when I was in my early to mid-20s. And again, I, I never got rid of Christianity. That was the strangest part is, is if I would have punted church or Christianity altogether, then that would have been a red flag to somebody. And somebody may have come after me at that point, but I didn't. I kept doing the Christian thing, the religious thing. And I also found a way to, to start chasing the things that I wanted out of this life. And there I was at age 26, going nowhere, doing nothing, wasting space, wasting my life, wasting my talents. And I decided to get back into scripture because it had been a while. And God brought me to this passage in Romans. He also brought me to the book of Revelation. And both of those passages were instrumental in waking me up from my sleep, my spiritual sleep. And instead of just giving you the rest of my testimony, because most of you have heard this already, I just want to hit you with one thing today that I remember thinking at that point in my life. I told you my favorite movie of all time is A Christmas Carol. And the reason I like that movie is because of the turnaround from Ebenezer Scrooge. He was such a miser and such a wretch. But by the end of the movie, he's one of the greatest guys to be around. And it was because he got a perspective of his life. He got a perspective of the end. And at age 26, I had that moment, although mine was real. It wasn't fictional. And it wasn't based on spirits or anything like that. It was based on the Word of God. The Word of God came to me. This specific passage of Romans came to me and, and, and basically said this to me. Todd, you have to wake up because this is real. You have to wake up because this is real. And I had remembered and heard so many sermons, so many Bible talks, so many devotionals. And I could have quoted some of them. I could have told you the stories and I could have told you the passages. I memorized many passages. I knew theology from my time at Baptist Bible College, which is now Clark Summit University. And I could have, I could have proven to you that I knew a lot of the Bible, but something wasn't transpiring in my heart. I didn't act as if this was real. I acted if it was, if it was like studying another subject or history lesson or, or a foreign language or anything. Which, and which are real, but this this Christianity thing is, is so much more real than anything of the earth that it transcends this life to the eternal realm. It's so real that it's going to define all of us one way or the other in the next life. Our rejection will define us. 
our acceptance and belief of this will define us, one or the other. And we will have to live with the consequences or the reward of those choices for the rest of eternity. And that's what the Lord basically told me in my mid-20s. He came to me and said, Todd, this is real. And I'm going to paint that picture in your mind and in your heart. And I'm not going to be able to make the choices for you. I'm not going to move your arms and your legs. I'm not going to make you repent and make you commit to Jesus Christ. But I'm going to paint such a picture in your mind and in your heart that you're going to understand this is real. And that's what I want to plead with you about today. I don't know where you are. Those who are listening are probably on track, at least I would assume so. And maybe that's the wrong assumption. Maybe we've assumed too much in Christianity that we need to stop assuming and start believing that people need to hear this. People are probably wandering. People are probably faking it. But if you're listening to this today, you have some interest in Christianity, you have some desire to follow the Lord, and I still want to plead with you because that's where I was in my mid-20s. I would have listened to a podcast. I, I enjoyed listening to sermons. I even enjoyed reading my Bible at times. But it hadn't become real to me yet until that that time in my life when the Lord brought it to my mind and my heart and he said, Todd, you got to make a decision because this is real. And that's my plea to you today is to remind you that this is real. I'm a pastor and I've told many of you this before. I'm not a pastor because I, I was set on a course to be a pastor. I wasn't. I went to Bible college because I literally had no nothing else to do. I had no other plan. I had no other desires and I had no ambition. And so I went to Bible college simply because I could get a discount because my dad worked there. That was the only reason. I had no interest in becoming a minister. And so I went to a Bible college and I took a bunch of theology and ministry classes. And maybe that kicked it into me. You know, maybe that kicked in this desire to be a pastor and a minister, but it didn't at all. I was very apathetic through college. I didn't study hard. I, I didn't discipline myself. I, I barely skirted through. In fact, I, I failed a couple of classes. I was not doing well because I didn't care. And one year became three years because, again, I didn't know what else to do. I just stayed put. And it became four years, and I I didn't do anything. I just stayed at school, and you would have thought again, well, he's a ministry kid. This is what he should do. He's going into ministry, but I wasn't. I had no desire to go into ministry. I wasn't studying to be a pastor. I wasn't studying to be any kind of minister. I wanted to get a general studies degree and then figure out my life from there and do something later on that I thought was going to be interesting for me. And it wasn't until that time in my life that the Lord started to um, whet my appetite, I guess, for ministry. But it followed this understanding that this was real. All of those things that I'd studied and learned growing up, I would have told you that it was real. I would have said, yes, I believe it's real. I, I thought it was real enough to not get rid of it. So there was a part of me that said this is real, but it had not taken over my life until that time. And one of the methods God used, and I think this is a right method to do, I don't think it's always the best method, but it is a proper method to do, is to place fear within me. And that's what he did. He revealed to me my sin. He basically put a mirror in front of my face, spiritually speaking. And he said, Todd, this is what you're doing with your life. These are the choices you're making. These are the sinful things that are part of your life that you know don't please me. And... I'm coming again soon. Soon. And one day you're going to stand before me. And the choices that you made in this life are going to be what defines you. 
and all the pretense will go away. All the masks will go away. And at that moment, whatever you really are is what you really are for the rest of eternity. If you're really a Christian, we'll see it. We'll know it. Because again, the masks will be taken off. The facade will be gone. And we'll see genuine Christianity in your thought life, in your practices, in your disciplines. And if it's not real, we'll see that as well. We'll see sinful, selfish choices that you habitually practiced because you didn't really want this. You didn't really believe this. We won't look at the church attendance. We don't look, we won't look at what you did in public because anyone can learn public behavior. We're going to take a look at your heart. We're going to take a look at your private practices and we're going to be able to tell if this was real to you or not. If you believe this or not, if you loved the Lord or not. And if we find out that you did, then of course you're going to be invited to the kingdom because that's what the kingdom is about. Those who love the Lord. And if you didn't, we're going to find that out as well. And you're going to be rejected. You're going to be sent away because you clearly didn't want the kingdom. You clearly didn't love the Lord. And it clearly never became real to you. And I don't know, I don't know what kind of things convict you in the Christian life, what kind of sermons impact you the most. But this one worked on me. This one worked really, really good on me. Because I sat on that for, for days and weeks. And I was crushed under the weight of my sin. And I felt miserable. I felt horrible. I felt terrible. I felt like like the worst creature that ever existed. Not because I was just making sinful choices, but because I had grown up in this and I knew better. And I knew what I was doing was wrong. I didn't have any justification whatsoever. And the Lord said to me, Todd, this is wrong, but I'm not telling you this today to crush you or to kill you or to cash you off. It's quite the opposite. I'm telling you this today so that you can turn around, so that you can understand that this is real and you can start making the choices that line up with that. And the Lord brought forgiveness to me. And much like the prostitute he did in scripture, he dusted me off, he picked me up and he said, go and sin no more. I've forgiven you. You're not condemned. And that moment was so powerful for me. Both of those moments put together, the fear of God, the weight of my sin, the certainty of God's judgment to come. That was real. For the first time in my life, that was real. I actually imagined myself, and I, I can't say it was a vision, but I actually imagined myself before the throne of God. <clears throat> and all the pretense and all the masks and all the facade stripped away, and there I stood with my choices. And God basically saying to me, God, Todd, what would you do with yourself? What should I do with you? Look at what you are. Look at what you say you believe and then look how you act. Where should I send you based on that? And that was real. That thought was powerful and real and, and it gripped me. But also, a second thing was real. The forgiveness was real. God actually forgave me. He, he took the condemnation and the guilt away and the shame away. And he said, Todd, that's why I died. That's why I died on the cross. So that you could get up. So that you could be dusted off. So that you could go and sin no more. That's why I died. So that you could be brand new. So that you could make new choices from now on. And you don't have to be defined by your sin. That's why I died. So that one day you can stand before me in confidence, not in shame. 
that your sins are paid for, and that you do love the Lord. But from this moment on, Todd, you have to act as if this is real. You've got to make better choices. You've got to live with the understanding that Judgment Day is coming, that the Lord is coming back soon. And that's my plea to you today. And I don't know how this is resonating with you, but I'm hoping that a fraction of what the Lord gave me is spilling onto you today. That either you know this is real and you're living like it's real already and it's, it's the very beat of your heart and you're trying to become more mature and more devoted and become more like your Lord Jesus Christ in every facet of your life. Or you're coming to grips with something today that maybe you're faking it. Maybe it's never gripped you how real this is. That one day, I mean, according to scripture, the sky is going to rip open. I mean, really, the sky. Can you imagine that? The sky. And it's not going to be like, oh, wow, look, that's a pretty bad thunderstorm. Or look, oh, a tornado. No, it's going to be, here it is. It's going to be so dramatic and so obvious. There's going to be no denying it. And everything we have known up until that point is going to be different. Everything. And if it hasn't hit us before that day, it will hit us that day. This is real. And a trump will sound and the Lord will descend or whatever it's going to look like. And scripture paints a picture for us of what it'll look like in some way. And it's going to be dramatic. And it's going to be undeniable. And that's going to be the beginning of the end. And whatever you are at that moment is what you are. Whatever choices you made, whatever decisions you made, whatever path you chose in your life, that's going to be what defines you. And it is real. That, that, that moment is not going to be the moment that it becomes real. It's real right now. Because God has told us. He has stamped it with his word. And he has told us. And it is all over creation. And we know that. All we have to do is look at creation and go, man, God is obvious. Look at this. Look at this place. Look at what he's able to do. Look at your own life. Look at what he's done in your own life. And you could quickly and obviously come to the conclusion that this is real. But understanding it with your mind and understanding it with your heart are unfortunately two different things. Because I would have said yes with my mind, but my heart said, eh, not so sure. And so today I want you to think about it today. I want you to think about the fact that Paul is pleading with the Roman Christians to wake up. Because once the Lord comes back, it's too late to wake up. Now it's not, because the Lord is not here. If you have one day left, if you have one half day left, it's not too late to turn around. It's not too late to give your life to Christ. Look at the thief on the cross right before he died. He said, Father, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he repented and he trusted in Jesus. And he began a very short path, but it was a path of righteousness. And because of that, he's going to be with the Lord Jesus Christ because of the blood of Christ, because of the forgiveness of Christ. And you can have that today too. No matter what you've done, no matter where you are right now, no matter what choices you've made up, up until this point, you can be different, you can change, and you can be forgiven. But you have to come to the conclusion, just like I did, it's real. And to finish my story of my testimony, the reason I'm a pastor today is because it's real. That's the only, only reason. Because I was skeptical, I was the black sheep, I was going to go the other direction. But once the Lord opened my eyes and I realized that this was real, I didn't want to do anything else. That's all I want to do with the rest of my life is give my life to Jesus and his service and his work. And that's why I'm a pastor. 
I plead with you today, think about these things. Go to that passage and let it come over you, sweep over you. And may you be blessed in your doing. May the Lord have the same impact on your heart as he had on mine. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.